0: Here Here we go go again. again.
1: Welcome to the Sloppy Book Club Podcast. I'm Jenny. And I'm Celise. And we are on episode 14. 14, yes. So sorry for, yes, super excited. um, Because it's kind of a theme that I enjoy reading that we're going to be talking about later. So I'm super excited about it. But in the meantime, as you're going to notice, our sound is going to be a little wonky. We're doing a Zoom podcast. Um, just our schedules. We just couldn't meet up in person this time around. Um, but we wanted to put something out there. We took a week off because I had a baby. Um, but now we want to get back into the swing of things. So hopefully you guys enjoy this. Um, episode as much as we will because it's going to be a fun one. So we only have one wine review today and that's from Jenny and then after that we're going to be talking all things romance like romance novels what we like about them what we don't like about them and then we have two romance novels that we're going to be talking about Mine is more of a contemporary romance and Jenny is a fantasy romance so two different kind of romance stories and um, I can't wait for us to get started. So first Jenny what is your wine that you're reviewing today?
0: Yeah so I'm reviewing Roscado. It's actually my absolute favorite wine.
1: Mm -hmm. I can pick a new one that before because I know you love it so much and we've mm-hmm. you've brought it to the house before or I've had it at your house and it is sweet and it is really delicious. Yeah. Um so that's a and good one. Like it's not
0: even like a really good wine, it's just a good cheap one.
1: Yep. Yeah. And you can't yeah. you can't go wrong with like a nice cheap wine, something that just just to get you going. It doesn't yeah. have and to be super fancy. You
0: don't feel bad about drinking the whole bottle in like one sitting Like you are right now.
1: (laughs) So this should be definitely fun. Just in case she feels a little tingly from having a whole bottle already. But (laughs) that's too funny. But yeah, I don't have anything today, unfortunately. I'm just drinking water, trying to keep my supply going for the baby. (laughs) You know, with formula shortages, if you can breastfeed, you know, is the best way to might go well. right now. Yeah. So might as well try my best until I can't anymore. But we did wind up finding some formula just in case of emergencies, which is good. Hey. So we have some at, in the house. Um, But yes, so we're going to be talking about romance novels, especially because we are going to Romanticon. And that's coming up really soon. And we want to highlight awesome. some of the authors. Um, that we're gonna be seeing. So, I did one from Romanticon. I'm not sure if yours is yours, isn't Right? No, is I okay.
0: have
1: one from a polycon. Oh, for
0: a I, I, I'm currently reading another Romanticon book, mm-hmm. but it's more YA coming of age. Okay, um, but I'm still in the middle of it, so I'm just talking about a polycon author
1: today. Okay, awesome because those are both, um, what is it like? Book conventions that we're going to be going to. One is Romanticon, so it's all romance novels and romance authors. And then a Polycon is just like a bunch of just different kind of genre themes. Yeah. Um, authors that we're excited about. They're both next month. I can't believe how fast that's coming along. So, I don't know. One is in Connecticut, which is a Romanticon, and then the one in um, D.C., they're both. Coming up really fast, though. I'm super excited about it. I can't believe how fast the months have gone. And, like, we're slowly going to be there soon. Right. So, it's super exciting. All right. So, let's talk about things that we like about romance novels. I know Jenny isn't a huge romance novel reader. I am not. It's (laughs) something that I, I feel like I've been pushing you to do a little bit more or introduce you to but just because I love romance novels I love the corny ones I love the fantasy Mm -hmm. ones it does not matter the sci-fi it could be anything I just love romance I just love happy endings and like cute little stories so I know Jenny you're kind of new to it but what are some things you're looking forward to when you do read a romance novel or something that you didn't think you would enjoy that you do um, so the
0: Insta love. Okay. I always thought that was super cringy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like reading any love you do. and and that's in any genre. Like you have like the sci fi, the fantasy romance, all mm-hmm. that. The Insta love is super kinda cringy to me, but I've learned to love it. Mhm. Sometimes I'm like, Oh yes, finally we're like in it. Chapter one, okay Okay. Yeah. <laughs> as long as it doesn't stay too like lovey dovey for
1: me, then I'm okay with it. I need drama. Oh, is it the the, like you hang up? No, you hang up. Uh, You can't do it. (laughs) That kind of lovey dovey. That's too much. I agree. It is a little cringy. It gets a little corny too. But it's like like and like you said, you want some of that drama. It has to have like that climax of like, oh my God, are they gonna stay together because of this is happening or you yeah. don't really know, so yeah, the drama. That's why it. I like, like the, the slow burn mm-hmm. with the
0: enemies to lovers kind of thing. That's why I love that because it's like building up to it even though you want to yell at the book. Yes. It builds up. Yes. So with insta-love, if there's insta-love, I need drama pushed into it, like somewhere. At some I
1: need something to, to go wrong. Yes. Bad. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fully wrong. So with me, it's um, with romance novels it are the meet cues how they first like meet each other like those kind of like picturesque kind of moments in time yeah. that's what I'm looking for a good meet cue when they first like first team up like um love hypothesis hi- love hypothesis um she was <laughs> it happened in the bathroom and she had like, old contact lenses, so she didn't even get to really see him or know who she was talking to until way later in the story. So that, to me, was super cute, was just, like, she didn't even know that, you know, months from now, this would be her person kind of thing, and it was just, like, so stupid because she put on, you know, old contacts on her eyes, and her eyes are burning and blurry, and she's in the bathroom trying to, like... (laughs) relieve the pain and he comes in and it's because she winds up in the men's bathroom so I thought that was super cute. So me it's like the meet, meet cues. is like when they first are introduced to each other or they first meet each other. I've met uh-huh. I've read some really crazy ones where one she um, she's at a it was like a co- college romance um, and she enters the bathroom really fast and it literally says the first thing she notices is him holding his penis kind of thing. And that's wow. like their meet cute. <laughs> okay. It's her running into the bathroom and the first thing she notices is him just holding himself <laughs> so, as he's oh, in God. the bathroom. And his friend is in the bathroom with him. Oh, God. So she's like, what the hell is going on here? So, I think that was the funniest meet-cute I've ever read. I forget what the, st- the name of the book is. I'll look it up and probably put it in the comments later. But um, that was the funniest one. It was a college romance. It was really, really cute. Um, uh, But those are my favorites. Um, Things that make me cringe and that I don't necessarily like in romances are love triangles. Uh. They stress me out. They just stress me out. It's just like, yeah. I can't fall in love with two characters and neither can you main character. Let's not do this. Pick one and stay <laughs> with it because you're putting me on an emotional roller coaster. I don't want to be a part of. So I absolutely love it. You love love triangles. I love it. No, it stresses me out. Wow. It really wow. does. It's just like you have to pick one. And, and they're both really good, so it's like, how do you pick one? And then sometimes with love triangles, one is like the bad guy, mm-hmm. and it's just like, but you don't want him to be bad because they were so cute together in the beginning. Why is he being this way? So, love triangles. That is
0: hilarious. They stress I really me like out. That.
1: No, they stress me I'm out. Really so, they're,
0: did you read um these twisted? Is it these twisted bands? These twisted fates. Let's see
1: Ryan, no, no. Okay, so that one has a really
0: good one. Okay, I was... a really really good one, and I fell in love with both. Really, and I still
1: love both. Okay, but then that that's tricky. So you know how I love Twilight, and that was a fucking love triangle, and that shit made me mad. So like love triangles, <laughs> as lo- like I just I don't know. They just I, they're stressful. I know, but. There's always like that
0: one. Um, it's always you either absolutely hate one, absolutely love one, right? But then what if you love both? Like mm-hmm. what if there's just a little bit of good and a little bit of bad in both of them?
1: Okay, like, so that good. that gives me more anxiety because it's like who is she gonna pick? Who is she gonna pick? <laughs> <laughs> or he? Oh you know, depending on on the book. Yeah
0: hilarious um and the book i was talking about, about was these hollow vows. these uh, hollow battles okay yeah it's such a good book the second one comes out i think in july mm-hmm. and she's gonna be at a polygon
1: oh nice and i'm, so I'm excited gonna later. all right i'm gonna have to read that one for sure um something i also like about romance romance novels are the slow burns like you know when it isn't instant but you know they're gonna end up together and you're just like come yeah. on guys get it together so you can just be together and then that hot moment when they finally you know make it official so the soul burn is something i enjoy so yes yeah, the meat cues the slow burns those kind of things things that don't i don't necessarily go for is the love triangles but that's just me it just stresses me out it really does <laughs> <laughs> It. I think it's more because I, I'm so bad at making decisions, and now in a story, it's like, you know, you want your happy ending, so you want to pick the right person, so it's That's like... True. <laughs> I know, but then you have, like, that slow burn, mm-hmm. one way or the other, for mm-hmm. a really
0: long time.
1: <laughs> I guess what I love about love triangles is when the character, when... When the say it's a female lead character and she's trying to decide between two male characters, is when mm-hmm. those two male characters fight it out or like argue. argue and stuff. That's I like that, like when they're fighting for her attention or like no, she's mine kind of thing. Oh cool. yeah. So I cool. like I like that part of it. I guess the toxicness of it. <laughs> Maybe that part I enjoy, but, like, the deciding and, like, her being, like, who do I choose? It just gets to be too much. So, but that's... Me. All right. All right. So, we have two stories that we're going to talk about. Um, I have one. It's called Tequila Rose by Willow Winters. And I, I recently found out that she updated this book to a duet. Um, so, it's actually... You could get the two stories in one, and it's called Small Town Big Rumors. I have that on my list. You do? I'm going to read it, yes. Well, that's what I was telling you, because Tequila Rose, when I first read it, um, I didn't know it was a duet. So when I first read it, it. um, later on, I found out that she had combined the two stories into one. Mm-hmm. Um. So, like, you didn't have to purchase both separately. You can just get it combined, right. and it's small town, big rumors. So, that's so funny. <laughs> that is
0: funny. I literally just put that on my list
1: maybe a week or two ago. Really? Yeah. Yeah, so that's Willow Winter. So, well, I'm only reading book one, and I don't, I'm yeah. a, so since you're definitely going to be reading it, I'm yeah. not going to talk too much yeah, about I- it.
0: You could spoil a little bit, but not too, too
1: much. Okay. Okay. I'll try my very best because, you know, some parts of it is like, I'm going to have to kind of like say just because it's part of the story. So like, just to give you some background, it is a love triangle. It is a surprise baby. It's a slow burn. There's angst. And then it leaves you on a cliffhanger. At least if you read the book separately. So the first book is Tequila Rose. And I believe the second book is like Autumn Whiskey or Whiskey Autumn. But if you get the duet, it's called Small Town Big Rumors. So the main character is Magnolia. um, And she... When we meet her, she's in college and she's really upset and she's eating cupcakes and drinking wine because her high school sweetheart just broke up with her and she's super depressed and sad about it. And so what she learned is like to get over one man, get under another kind of thing. So she's like, I'm gonna go and get a rebound just so like I don't have to think about um, Robert who is her high school sweetheart they dated. And she's just, like, devastated that he broke up with her over the phone. Rude. And under, like, 10 minutes or something like that. Oh it was, like, God. a 10-minute conversation. And she's so upset about it because she was like, I was just with you, like, two weeks ago. And we slept together. And you made it seem like everything's fine. And I'm going to... Um, she went away for college. And he stood you know, close to their hometown in South, uh-huh. South Carolina. Um, so everyone was like, kind of like, why do you want to go away to college? But she just wanted the experience. So they've been long distance and she's like, I'm only a few months away from going back home. Like, I don't understand. It can't be because of the long distance. So she just didn't understand it. So, you know, she's, you know, Eating her snacks, drinking her wine, and she's like, I'm going to go out. And she goes out by herself, which is... I wouldn't have done that. I would have called my girlfriends or something. Right. But she goes to a club, and she meets a man. Super attractive, she says. Um, he buys her a drink. He buys her um, fried pickles, which she loves. And he says he it's one of his favorite snacks. And they get along really well and she feels this instant like chemistry connection like electricity and she's like super into him and she winds up going home with him and he's only in town because he's house sitting for a friend and we find out his name is Brody and so Brody takes him to his friend's house that he's house sitting for and they have their you know one night stand Um, but then the day that morning she gets a call and all we know is that that changes her life forever is that one call. And we find out that, um, later on that it's her father passed away. And of course the drama is that he basically embezzled money from the town and from the townspeople. So like there's a huge scandal And he fucks up their family name. And now she has to go back home to, like, fix his mess. And now everyone's looking at her like, oh, your dad embezzled money. And everyone's, like, she's the talk of the town. And to make matters worse, two months later, she finds out she's pregnant. Uh, Oh, my God. So she (laughs) finds out she's pregnant. Um... She has this big scandal that she has to go through um, and she doesn't know who the father of the baby is. Oh my God. So is it Brody's from the one night stand or is it Robert's from the two week ago? Like she just doesn't know. So in the whole story, um, you know, she, she tried to turn her life around Robert winds up helping her, which kind of irks me. So, it's a love triangle between Robert, Brody, and Magnolia. And Robert broke up with her. Yet, when Uh she comes back into town and has to deal with the scandal and deal with her pregnancy, Robert kind of sticks around as a friend, but a friend with benefits at times. And... Like, helps her, but helps her without really being in a relationship with her. And I just don't understand why he broke up with her, but is still willing to stick around. Yeah. It just, it, that part just didn't make sense to me. So that was a little bit confusing. Now, what, what happens is, of course, in a romance novel, the drama... Brody winds up moving into the town that Magnolia is in because he's opening up a brewery and a bar with that friend that he was home, you know, house sitting for. Yeah, that particular friend, um, is it used to live in South Carolina too, so he wound up moving back home, and Brody working along with him they're like oh we're gonna open up this brewery and this bar and you know he's thinking about having like you know settled down and living in a small town kind of thing and he recognizes magnolia and she recognizes him but the thing is oh i forgot to mention when she did her one night stand she didn't tell him her real name she said her name was rose She said her name was Rose, so he recognizes her, and he's like, oh, my God, that's Rose. And he's always thought about her because of that connection, but he just never knew what happened to her because she just upped and left during that one night stand. Like, he never got to say bye or knew what happened to her. So, of course, Magnolia recognizes him, and she's like, oh, shit. Like, this is the guy I had a one-night stand with. I tried looking for him when I found out I was pregnant, but I, I didn't... I was just going to ask that. Yeah, she, she, she didn't know his last name. She was okay. too too drunk to remember where his friend's house was that he was house-sitting for. So she couldn't go back to that place to be like, mm-hmm. Hey, do you know somebody named Brody? So she went years, like, this is like three years later. So, you know, her daughter is three, And he comes back, and she's like, oh, my God. And he's, like, into her. He's telling her he's into her, and he wants to date her. And he's like, please give me another chance. And he thinks it's because he thinks she's standoffish because, one, she's a single mom. But he doesn't know the age of the baby. She's a single mom, so that's why she's standoffish. Or, like, he did something during the one-night stand that she didn't like, and he just didn't remember it. So he's just okay. like he's just like, "Hey, please just give me a chance. I want to make it up to you." But in her mind, and she's saying this to her friend, she's like, "I have to tell him like he could possibly be the father, of, you know, my daughter kind of thing." So she's trying to deal with Brody and here comes Robert like, "Oh, I didn't know you wanted to start dating again. Why why haven't you come to me?" kind of thing. But it's like dude, you wasn't even making... Oh wait. Yes! Was he like even trying to be in a relationship with her or was
0: he just
1: there for the vagina? I feel like he was there for the vagina because she even said it like he didn't like everyone in town knew that they were probably still sleeping together or had like an undercover relationship but they never came out to it. And with Robert, he's Trying to go into politics. So it doesn't look good in a small town to be affiliated with a chick whose father was in a huge scandal. And who, who you know, a college girl coming back pregnant. Like, it oh just doesn't God. look good. So, of course, he's, like, keeping it low-key. And he helps her a lot. Like, in the story, you know, he helps her... Um, get, like, this small apartment for her and her daughter. And, you know, she's always trying to pay rent to him, but he doesn't take it. But then he sleeps with her. It's really, really weird. It's like a friends with benefits. It's like he doesn't want people to know. But then it takes Brody coming in to be like, oh, no, I want to be with you kind of thing. Yeah. So it leaves us with a cliffhanger where... She kind of wants to start this relationship with Brody. And Robert is like, no, pick me. Like, what if I ask you to marry me kind of thing? Would you oh marry God. me? And that's I how it ends. And that's my thing. I don't really like Robert. But then I also kind of have to think about, like, maybe he he didn't want to push her because he knew she was struggling. And he just wanted to be that friend. But at the same time, it was like, if you had feelings, dude, you should have said something. Right. You don't wait until another man comes and swoops her to then be like, oh, pick me, pick me. Like, no. So this is where the love triangle gets. This is why I don't love 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 triangles. Because now she's (laughs) like, here's Brody, you know, who's coming back into my life. And here's Robert, who's never really left, even though he broke up with me. And then Brody finds out the time frame of her daughter and her age. And he's like, could she be mine? And she's like. And he's not mad about it. Well, he
0: shouldn't be because she couldn't find him.
1: No, but like the fact that she didn't outright tell him. Like he found out through his friend. He was like, oh, you need to. He was like. So when he moved into the small town, he knew that, you know, it was a small town and people gossip, but he didn't want to hear anything about Magnolia. He he didn't want to know the gossip. He wanted to know her for her and for them to establish a relationship. He didn't want to hear gossip. But then the more, you know, the book progressed, he was like, what do you know about her? He was like, well, she has a daughter and she's three. And he was like, wait, how old is she? When is her birthday? what's going on so then he shows up at her house and he's like hey you didn't tell me about this and so she was like well I don't know if you are the dad so he's like oh you know I'll take a a test and that's another thing Robert knows everything too and he never took a test to find out so it was like he was keeping her at arm's length too So it just made me mad. I can see why I love
0: Triangle in this situation. Yes. You wouldn't like it.
1: So I'm not gonna talk more about it because I do want you to read it, but it is, it just frustrated me. Like I enjoyed the story. I really did. Uh Um, It's not like any like super steamy scenes. You know, towards the end, Brody and Magnolia, they do um, have sex or whatever. And it's mentioned, but it's not like super detailed or anything like some of the other romance stories that I've read. You know me and my romance story. So it's not as detailed. You just know that they have sex and it's good or whatever. Um, but it's just, I, I can't wait to read the second part of it. The autumn whiskey, just so I can know who she picks because I need to know. And I just don't understand how Brody wasn't upset more because I asked Angel about it. I was like, I was like, babe, what if you found out that you had a one night stand with someone and you find out years later that you fathered a child and you didn't know? And he was like, I would be pissed. (laughs) He was like, I would be so mad He's like, Springfield is not that big. Somebody knows somebody. (laughs) She definitely could have told me. He was like, let me have some, like, 10-year-old out there or something. I'm going to be so upset. So I'm like, so I was like, but what if she really couldn't find you? And he was like, no. No, she could find me. (laughs) Oh, my god! So he was so mad about it. He was like, no, I will be so upset. But I'm like, that's what I would think. I would think you would be upset at first yeah. and then be understanding. But he was completely understanding. I was just like, no, I don't think that would yeah. be a legit. Yeah, no. that's kind of
0: weird. <laughs> Even if you knew, like, okay, she never could have found me because I didn't give her any information or we live way too far apart. That's a whole three years of not seeing your child.
1: Exactly. If that's your child's. And my thing is why like I understand she didn't want anything from Robert, but what has she been telling her daughter? Because we never hear anything about her daughter, given her daughter's only like three or four. But I feel yeah. like still some some kids would be like, Where's daddy? kind of thing. Around yeah. that age, you know. Maybe not. It might still be a little bit young. But say it was five, she was five. What are you gonna tell her? What happened right. to her dad? Like, why didn't you have Robert do a, a test, a paternity test? Like, I that's the thing that I don't understand. It's just like, yeah. girl, you walking around with a baby and you don't know who the daddy is. <laughs> and you have someone there that you can check? Oh like, are you God. crazy? Yeah.
0: <laughs> he but, probably wouldn't know because, you know, if his name is like big in the town, he probably wouldn't want to be associated with that. Trying to figure out paternity test or whatever. But. Oh,
1: but he could come slide through.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Right. Hey, I'm not condoning it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and he I'm does these like to... like windows of like yeah. I forgot what it was where she she. Oh, the baby. You know, she has flashbacks of like when the baby you know, was an infant and was crying and she felt like she wasn't a good mom and Robert was there to like help her through and there was one night where the baby kept crying and he finally gets the baby to stop and she's like, please don't stop doing that. And he was like, oh, I remember a time when you used to tell me that. Okay, that's weird. Boy,
0: <laughs> that's weird. get out
1: my face. Get out my face. That's weird. <laughs> Cuz I remember a time when you you oh, would tell me that or something like that. And it's like just put the baby to bed. That's all that's she asking for. Yeah. That's, that's all a she asking good. for. Toxic relationship there. Mm-hmm. And he'll be like, "Oh, do you want me to come back tonight?" kind of thing. "How about take me out on a date?" Yeah, no. So that's that's my beef with Robert. Okay. And my beef with Brody is like, you had to be angry at some point. You can't be too goody goody. Yeah. So I'm. That's what I don't like the goody goody. Mm hmm. It's like, no, you have every right to be upset. But then you have yeah. every right to then be understanding after.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you want to play mad, but then be happy with you after. Yeah. Okay.
1: And I need to know who this baby's father is. I'm hoping it's Brody's, just because I don't really oh, like Robert. So I'm I'm Team Brody.
0: <laughs> so when
1: you read the story, you need to tell me who. When you read the first part, are you Team okay. Brody or Team Robert? Okay. Because maybe you like this Robert. Point, at this point, I'm digging Brody. Right.
0: Just. The, the little snippets that you're telling, me, mm-hmm. but we'll find out. We'll but
1: maybe that's just because I like Brody, and I'm only saying the good things about Brody. Because, oh, like I okay. said, Robert was there. He was there for her. You know, okay. she needed someone to cry on, or needed advice or help. He was there. Okay. So I'm gonna eat it. Yeah. It's a cute story. Oh. I think you'll like all it. Right. But yep, that was Tequila Rose. If you're just reading book one, but the duet is Small Town Big Rumors by Willow Winters, and I really like her writing. So she's yeah. someone that I might have to read another. Sto- well, I'm reading the second part, but maybe another um, standalone or something because she has a couple.
0: Yeah, she um. So I follow her, and all her books are so pretty. Like all the covers. Mm-hmm. Um. So, I have a lot of her books kind of, like, sitting on my list. And mm-hmm. um, the anthology that I bought, the romance anthology, she's one of the authors on it.
1: Okay, so nice. So, I'll
0: bringing that to um, Romance Con for her sign.
1: Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. Nice. So, let's talk um, fantasy romance. What is yeah. your story? Right.
0: So, I read A Deal with the Elf King by Elise Kova and it's a part of the Married to Magic series, and she's, Elise Cole has been on my radar, I guess, for a while, Mm -hmm. Um, because a lot of people hype up her books, but I never really had an interest in reading it. They've just kind of been there in the back of my mind. Finally picked it up, and I fell in love. Nice. Yes, I absolutely love this book, and it's a series, but they're standalone, so you can read one or read all of them, it doesn't really matter. Okay, and I think there will be five, and there's two out right now, but I think there's five. Okay, I could be wrong, so yeah, so it's about this um human Luella, and she is trying to figure out how to change the fates of the human queens. Like, the, the human queens have like this big role in Midscape. Um, Midscape is broken down into territories there's the faith territory, the elven, and the humans. So for over, like, a 100 years, there was, like, this treaty made between the Elvins and the humans where a human female will be born one day of magic. So the humans don't have magic, right? There's always this one female that will be born with magic. So once that happens, she has to kind of let it be known and start to be trained to become a human queen. Okay. So from, like, the day she was born when she's a little teenager, if she comes out with magic, everybody knows that she's going to be the next human queen. So she has to be trained. So she'll be marrying the elf king and the unity of both the king and the queen is pretty much what keeps the balance. What keeps like the magic going in the the whole land. Mm -hmm. So at this point in the book, no human queen has been born with powers. So there's been years and years and years of no human queen. So everything has been kind of off kilter and the magic is starting to fade. So this brings us to Luella. She's a 19 year old healer from Captain. That's the human part of the world. And people are gradually starting to become sick because the magic is fading. Mm. So this little like section of their world The humans tend to live a little longer than normal humans.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: From what we know, because like I said, it's a standalone with like a whole series. So Mm -hmm. there's other parts that we don't know yet. Right. So they start to live a little longer than the rest of the humans, but they're starting to die off a lot quicker and she's the only healer. So she's got a pretty important role. She's got a friend named Luke who they've been friends forever. They've liked each other from a young age they don't admit it at first, but you kind of know that they like each other mm-hmm. because he gives her things. And like one in particular is this necklace that she wears that she's worn for years. Mm. So I didn't really like him mm. at first. I thought I was going to be like a friends to lovers triangle kind of thing. Like she was going to get married and then he was going to be there. I hated him right from the beginning. <laughs> so <laughs> it was just kind of weird. Like, pushy almost okay Almost like an insta love but she less from her end and more from his end okay if that makes sense Mm -hmm. so like quickly he starts to turn into like this childhood crush into like a creep he's like let's get out of here let's go get married let's just leave this world behind and she's like i'm the only healer i have to help people i'm not leaving my family and he's, like, like the first two chapters, he's, like, really, really freaking pushy. That's probably why I didn't like him. Mm-hmm. So they, one day, the elf king shows up, which typically doesn't happen. Usually when the queen is chosen or is announced or whatever, there's this big festival, coronation, whatever that happens. The elf king randomly shows up one day. People are scared because there hasn't been a queen that has come out yet. So they're thinking he's going to come to just pretty much kill them off. Mm-hmm. So he gets there and he's threatening to take every single female across the Fade. The Fade is like the this forest in between the human and the elven land.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And only the human queen can pass through. Everyone else will die.
1: Oh and my god. I know. So he's so like, let's, let's just... Do a full genocide yeah. to try and find the. So,
0: pretty much, yeah. He's like, I'm going to take everyone
1: mm-hmm. if a human queen doesn't come
0: out because he just doesn't believe that there wasn't a human queen. Right. But the humans are like, no one's shown any power, so we can't do anything about that. So while he's up there threatening this whole town, this one girl collapses. And like I said, people were starting to get sick. So mm-hmm. this isn't u- unusual for them to see, but he finds it very weird. So this girl, Emma, collapses, and Luella's right there because she's the healer. So she's, like, quickly making, like, this medicine to help her. And the king is, like, watching her the entire time. All of a sudden, Luke comes in, and he's acting weird. He's like, Luella, don't do this. Stop. And he just starts saying weird things to make her to stop helping this girl that collapsed. Mm -hmm. And then he starts yelling at the king. He's like, don't touch her. And she's like, what the fuck is happening? Like, what are you saying?
1: Right.
0: So then the king uses his magic to, like, entrap Luke off on the side. So he does that. And while he's doing that, she heals Emma. And the king is like, you're the queen. You're coming with me. And she's like, what are you talking about? Right. So then... He goes up to her, and he rips the necklace off of her that Luke gave her when they were kids. Uh When that happens, she can't see anything, blinding white lights. She hears screams. When she wakes up, there's, like, plants and trees. Like, their whole courtyard is, like, almost a forest now. Because from her, this magic is, like, spewing out of her.
1: Uh Oh! So, he was suppressing her powers. Yes, with a necklace. Okay, but how did he know?
0: So, so when the king, um, when he did that, the king was like, well, who has been hiding her? And he admits that it was him. When they were little, Mm -hmm. they used to go exploring in the forest, and he started to notice things like, the wind would rustle the leaves anytime she would walk by a tree or touch it. Mm-hmm. And then he would see like flowers growing wherever she would walk. Mm-hmm. But it would be like one flower here, one flower there. So she never noticed. Right. But because he loved her, mm-hmm. he was always watching her and like he would figure out like this is not normal. So he knew she had powers. Okay. And that's why he
1: gave her the necklace.
0: And then I was like, oh, Luke, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be mad at
1: you. (laughs) Right, he was (laughs) just trying to... That was really sweet, Mm -hmm. right? He was just trying to protect her. Yeah. I thought that
0: was...
1: He was trying to protect her, but then at the same time, it's just like, kind of like weird because to be so young and to hoard someone and hide their powers (laughs) is a little creepy. Funny that you say that because
0: that's exactly how she felt. Mm She was like... This wasn't love. Like you were trying to hide me, my ability. This was what we are supposed to do. A human queen is born to do this. And you were like not only
1: yeah, not only hiding me, but you know, also her being the reason. Kind of people are dying. You know, they're the Mm -hmm. reason because he suppressed her powers and they couldn't keep the balance. You know. So exactly. like you were willing to sacrifice tons of people just, just to hold me. Like yeah, I I wouldn't yeah. say that would be love either.
0: Yeah, she absolutely hated that, mm-hmm. and she felt that exact way how you explained it. Mm-hmm. She was like, he could have come here and killed so many women, right? Taking them over the fade, he could have started fade. He could have started a war, mm-hmm. and all because you wanted to keep me, mm-hmm. pretty much. So she was like, get him out of my face. And the king was going to kill him. Mm-hmm. But then she was like, no, no, they arrested him. He's off in prison now. Mm-hmm. So now she's forced to marry this king. And he's got like this power called the knowing where when you know someone's like true, true name, you can control them. He knew that she was going to fight him on it. So she he controlled her to pretty much say her vows. And they did the whole ceremony in like a minute. And then now they're married. Yes. So what I love so much about her is that she's just not like, she doesn't cower. She's not submissive or anything. Mm -hmm. She knew right away he did something to her to force him to get married, even Mm -hmm. though she knew like, I was going to marry you anyway, because this was my fate. Right. But she was like, you shouldn't have done that to me rude
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> especially when she ridden. just had her best friend freaking suppress mm-hmm. her whole feelings and now here yeah. comes this guy controlling her exact that's like the whole the, the entirety of the book is her like people aren't going to control me i'm going to do what i
0: want to do i'm an adult right so he was like we have to hurry up and get back to Quinar where he's from to get to work because she has work to do mm-hmm. and she's like um i'm gonna say bye to my family so you're gonna wait And she did, like, he listened to her, and she went and said bye to her family. That's what I like. I didn't, I don't normally like how they're like, okay, now I have to go with you. Like, I'm in prison. Sorry, me. Mm -hmm. No, she was just like, no, you're going to wait for me. I'm going to go say bye to my family. Right. That's what I really liked about her
1: character. Oh, I like Um, this book so so far.
0: Yeah, it's really good. So she gets to um, Quinar, to his, the elven little world, and... It's completely different than what she imagined. She thought it was this big magical place, like happy and magical creatures, but it's not. It's dreary, grey, like it's almost it's winter, but it shouldn't be winter kind of thing. And that's mainly because there has been no queen, so mm. she they couldn't fix anything. Right. So her role is basically to sit on the throne and like charge the land to make balance in the world. Like, basically, set the season straight. Okay. So, everything should be nice in spring and summery and things like that. So, that's pretty much the role of the queen, to sit on the throne and charge,
1: like, literal, a literal charge. Come on, Come on battery. <laughs> Come on, battery.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, it sounds a lot better when you read it. <laughs> like the things that like I won't go too deep into it but the things that happen when she sits on the throne it's like super magical and pretty Mm -hmm. and nice but it literally drains her and then she's out for a while Mm -hmm. and so that's pretty much the role of the queen and she wants to change that so throughout her time there she like starts to get to know the king and like his family and she realized he isn't so bad like he's Obviously, she starts to fall for him. He Mm -hmm. falls for her. Um, But she still feels like she doesn't want to be there. It's not her place to be there. She wants to go back to her family. She Mm -hmm. feels like she turned her back on her town Mm -hmm. when she's the only healer. Okay. Mm -hmm. So she's basically trying to figure out a way where the human queen doesn't need to be a human or doesn't need to be somebody who's forced to be a human queen. So, if she can set the world straight without needing someone there, she can leave. Right. So, eldest the king, was like, all right, fine. If you don't want to be with me, then figure it out. But you have until your coronation to do it. It's like three months or something. Mm-hmm. So, she basically figures it out. And... It ends in, like, a happily ever after. Mm-hmm. I won't go through the, like, the whole thing, there's so much drama, there's action, there's sex. hmm sex. <laughs> <laughs> um, but <laughs> betrayal, like, secrets, like, there's a whole bunch of stuff that happens in between all of that, and it's so, so good. I won't obviously go into detail, but it does end in happily ever after because it is a standalone, so she nice. does spin it.
1: Nice. Um,
0: But, yeah, it's really good. You have enemies to lovers. You have a one-bed trope. That's Mm -hmm. always a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Slow burn. Newfound powers, obviously, because she finds her powers. Betrayal. Yes. Um, And it has, like, the writing is so pretty. Like, the entire time, I was always like, oh, that's really nice. <laughs> like, there are so many quotes that I wrote down for this book. Really? My favorite being the one, one of the two that I posted. Posted.
1: Mm-hmm. Which
0: was, we smell of honey and taste of forgotten dreams, which was part of one of the sexy scenes. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is, um, I see life, he sees death, two sides of the same coin, two halves that require the other to exist. And that's pretty much explaining both the king and the queen and what right. their roles are mm-hmm. because they're like, I didn't even mention anything about the king and like his role and what he went through to make him the way he is. Right. And it was so nice to read. Mm-hmm. I really loved it.
1: Aww, I'm going to have it. to read it. I like it.
0: Yeah.
1: It I sounds it really good. good. It sounds really, really good. Yeah. But, I'm excited.
0: I'm definitely going to read more of hers because mm-hmm. I'm like I'm upset that I've kind of I knew the author and I saw a lot of people liked her books but I was never interested. Like mm-hmm. I was just like
1: oh maybe one day. Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm now you're wishing
1: that. you, you would have done it a little bit sooner? Yeah. Yeah. It gets like that you, you just never know. It's really hard I picking know. authors and books and like even though some people are like oh give it a try you know it might not be for you, so it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. It's like that, um, from Blood and Ash. Mm-hmm. I know a lot
0: of people love that mm-hmm. and are obsessed with it. I cannot get past chapter ten. Oh my god!
1: Have you I tried it again? Fight. Oh, you I have. I mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And once I start to get to there, I'm just so bored. Like mm-hmm. I feel like it's... I don't know. It's just very monotone for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. I just can't do it. So I'm not gonna i'm not gonna try again because i feel like i'm just gonna end up giving it a bad review and that's not fair because
1: mm-hmm. i already
0: don't like it so why would i right
1: right mm-hmm. it's yeah. it's tough there, there's some Stop. stories out there that are tough like you gotta and like it's not enjoyable if you have to push through to read a book right right it's not enjoyable it's You know, I'm the type that, like, yes, I need to know how something ends, but at the same time, I don't want to take five months to figure it out either. Right. Because I'm reading, like, a chapter here and there when I feel like it, you know? Mm -hmm. I want to read for enjoyment and not just to figure out what happens in the end. (laughs) Yeah.
0: If I get to, like, chapter three, and I'm just like, do I really want to keep going? And somebody tells me to, I'm going to push through a few more chapters, Mm -hmm. but... If it doesn't change, I'm not going to keep going. Right. And it's like right. Avatar. Like, mm-hmm. you were like, oh, just put us through it. Yeah, I'll like it, I promise. Mm-hmm. And
1: then I did, and obviously I loved it, but it's, I know. I, <laughs> I randomly, did. like, think about it all the time, <laughs> like, just different yes. parts. Of the stories and stuff and I'm just like, oh my god, I can't believe it's going to the big screen at some point and we're going to actually see the characters. But at the same time, I'm just like, oh, I hope I like it. I know, I'm really nervous about it. What I I love now is that
0: I've pushed so many people at work to read all of her books Mm -hmm. and there are three that are fully committed now. One that is at Crescent City now. Oh, nice. So she finished all the other books. And the other one just finished Throne of Glass, but she had already read the rest of them. Okay. And then the other one is finishing Throne of Glass now. So, and they're all in it. Like, and, but, and then they text me all the time, like, oh my God, I'm at this part. What happens next? Like, trying to figure it out. And yes. I'm really looking at it over and over and over, mm-hmm. which is exciting.
1: Yeah. I, especially seeing other people excited about it, it's like, okay, uh-huh. I, you know, I do have good taste. because <laughs> <I know. laughs> that's the that's the hardest part with, like, reviewing or recommending books is just, like, yeah. what if you don't like it and you're just, like, why is she reading this? Like, this is so, this is trash, you know? So, yeah. it's, it's a good feeling when someone is enjoying something you've read. Like, right, yeah, right yeah. now, even though I had a love-hate relationship with it, um, Colin Ho- uh, Colleen Hoover's um, Reminders of Him. My yeah. little sister's reading it right now, she was like, oh my god, this book. And I'm like, just just wait. Just tell me when you're done with the story so that we can talk about it. <laughs> is, she not,
0: is she not liking it?
1: No, or I think she's it? enjoying it. And oh, it's just good. like something different for me because I have like a love-hate relationship with that book, so... Um that's the one where she's making like a I think it's like a prequel um and I'm just like it should have just she should have just left it as is you know I don't need to know prior to what was I don't know some stories are just should just be left alone but that's just me and it's supposed to be being made into like a movie too but I haven't heard much about it so I don't know. But did you see? I tagged you in a series. I thought I think it's called like Selection or something. I I tagged you in it on Facebook. Oh, like the the Bridgerton take. Yes. Book? Have you Have you read it or heard anything have about not, it? I haven't, but so many people are like
0: recommending it. I'm just I don't know. I'm nervous.
1: Me too. I might have to just read book one. That oh, might be like there, my, one of my is summer there books.
0: A show already out on it.
1: No, I think they're going to be making it a show. And the girl from Stranger Things, um, the girl that played Max, I guess they're using her as the main character. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. And I don't know how accurate that is. But I just wanted to know, like, have you heard anything about it? Because I've seen it. It's like Selection or something like that. So, I don't know. That might be something I'll, I'll have to check out over the summer. But yeah, that's our Romance Topics um, podcast episode, All Things Romance. Um, please let us know what what are the things you like in a good romance novel or story or even series. Um, what are the things that you don't like about it? Are you into the love triangles? What is your favorite meet cue of a story? Um. Uh, make sure you um comment in our Instagram post. We would love to hear it. Um. I love romance. I love happy endings. <laughs> so please, if you have any recommendations, put them in the comments because I'll I'll yes. find time to read them. I love it. And <laughs> it. it'll
0: be a challenge if you can catch my interest, right? Especially if it's like a contemporary
1: romance. Mm hmm. Because mm-hmm. yes. I don't
0: read much of that.
1: You at don't. All. You don't. No,
0: I've read like this year that's it yeah. I know so it'll I be a challenge but if you can figure it out yeah that I would love <laughs> would be
1: nice yes definitely but that is it for this episode thank oh. you for listening hopefully we're on again next week and nothing happens yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's our goal um yeah. to be yeah. back for episode 15 next week but I, we hope you enjoy episode 14. And please, if you haven't listened to our other episodes, that was something me dropping something like always. Um, <laughs> please uh, make sure you um, listen to our other podcasts. We have 13 that are up. And this is episode 14. So we're super excited. <laughs> we made it this Bye. far, Jenny. <laughs> Bye.